If you're looking for a new way to support SideMission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just Matt today. Kyle is here. He's in the producer's chair. He's doing the recording because he's not on this episode. And because, well, my laptop has issues when recording right now. So he's doing the hard part. He's doing the important part so that y'all are actually hearing this. Uh, Matt, today we're talking about a game that kind of came out of nowhere on us, uh, Exoprimal. It's on Game Pass. Is it on PlayStation, Matt? I'm not sure I've looked into that. Is it on PlayStation or is it just on Xbox? You can buy it on PlayStation, but it's not on their premium service. Okay, well, that sucks. Jeez. Um, yeah, we downloaded this off Game Pass, uh, and I think that we've got a genuinely, or a generally a positive feel about this game. There are absolutely some issues that we'll get into. Um, but first things first, Matt, just because I'm interested, how did you hear about this game? Because I've seen next to no marketing about it. It was actually announced at a PlayStation third-party uh, publisher, uh, mostly centered around Japanese third-party games coming to the PS5. And it was actually announced uh, last year, I believe, in the in the winter. And yeah, Capcom decided to go ahead and, and show it off. And a lot of people actually were really excited when we first saw the word, you know, Capcom and Dinosaurs, because there's an old franchise that's been dormant for very many years called Dino Crisis. And that's what we all thought what it was. But then they showed the gameplay and immediately I, I was kind of intrigued because dinosaurs aren't very common in video games like, like they used to be. And so when you see dinosaurs, it, it, it kind of caught my eye and I just, you know, kept an eye on it. I didn't really watch much of the trailers afterwards. Um, they had a, another event this past year where they showed a little bit more of it off. And then it was announced to come into Game Pass, and then I was like, okay, you know what, I'm sold. Game Pass, you know, I'll give it a try. It's not doesn't necessarily look like a game I'll spend $60, $70 on. Yeah, I, and I'm kind of glad that we didn't. Um, it's funny you mentioned it was revealed last year. I legitimately don't remember that. Like, I, and maybe it's because we play so many games, we do play a lot of games. I don't remember it being revealed i will say you're 100 spot on that dinosaurs are not very commonplace in video games the last dinosaur game that i remember putting like with actual dinosaurs not like horizon zero dawn or forbidden west uh the last dinosaur game i really remember outside of dino crisis was probably uh turok or turok however the hell it's pronounced that's probably the last one i remember but exoprimal i think that for a game pass game we're still waiting for Microsoft to have that killer game, that killer system seller for that comes from Game Pass, and I know that the big thing they're hoping for is for Starfield a bit. I will say, I feel like Exoprimal is a step in the right direction. Uh, I, I do like this game. I like this game quite a bit. Now, we'll talk about the critiques first, because, to be honest, the critiques are kind of what stick out a little bit about this game, and ultimately is what hold, holds this game back. Um, and Matt, I think you agree here. Yes. It just seems like there's a little bit of a balancing issue. Particularly yes. when you look at uh you know the games that you know the the basic premise of the game mode that carries this game is you are a part of a team of 4. There's different roles, there's tank, there's support, there's uh, assault or damage, DPS, whatever their version of that is. 
Um, there's four characters, or there's four players on each team, and it's not necessarily PvP. You know, it's it's more PvE with some PvP mixed in here and there, and you basically try to complete objectives uh, before the enemy team does. And supposedly, you know, you complete them faster than the enemy team, you make more progress than the enemy team, and it's just weird because in all the times we've completed objectives, and the, the you know, you'll either defend a point or you'll have to clear out a certain number of a certain type of dinosaur, and that could be raptors, it could be... Uh, Triceratops, Carnotaurus are obviously like the big bosses that you only have to kill one of, and they're really, really hard to kill typically. Uh, and of course, there's you know there's plenty of others in there as well. The variety's really, really good, and I feel like visually they look really good as well. But the balancing issues really stick out like a sore thumb because Matt, I'll let you talk about this a little bit. I feel like there were a lot of times where me and you, the team we were on, we were winning. But then for some reason, the enemy team would get rewarded almost for losing. They would get what's called a dominator where they get to take control of a Carnotaurus and they get to essentially wreck our team for a little bit to get their team a little bit closer. We end up losing matches because of that. It just feels like a game that is right there on the cusp of being really, really great, but balancing issues like that really hold it back. Yeah, in in a game like this, I feel like if you're going to reward the enemy team because during uh, each uh, objective section, uh, when you complete it, it will let you know if you did it faster or slower than the enemy team. And I like that. I want to point that out. I like that. Yeah, me me too, especially in a game like this because it kind of keeps you knowing where you're at and how you're doing. In a game like this, you got to know those things. But it's like what we just said earlier. You can be doing so well and up to you get to the uh, the final mission where you and your team are teleported, um, and then we repair, and then you're starting to do objectives again. You just basically hear the enemy team, even though they're like five minutes behind you, has been awarded. And right then and there, you kind of know that you're kind of screwed. And it's what's crazy to me is even if you are behind, I will still hear the enemy team will be getting a dominator even before us, even though it's like in most situations, if you're falling behind, you get one first. And that just turns the tides to where it's just almost unfair. And there are other times where we could be on the final uh, final objective of the last mission. And then for some reason, we have a dinosaur that we're, that's not spawning. That is basically the last kill that we need in order to win. And you'll you basically get that timer, and it'll go all the way down to like 15 seconds, basically stating that the enemy team has completed their objective before you, and you're just like, okay, then what's the point? It does not make me want to play another round. It does not make me want to sit there for hours with my friends and like play this game because I just feel like you're being punished for being good. I'll I'll compare it to Crash Team Rumble because I think you just you you really I like what you said here. I'm gonna go full factor and say you hit the nail on the head. Um, if you're listening i love you um but uh compared to crash team rumble you know when we talked about the three of us when we got frustrated with that game the one big saving grace was at least those matches are really short you know at least those matches are like five minutes long they're really quick and if you get destroyed you're not going to be in the game for too long you can play another one right away uh but with this one these matches are like 15, 20 minutes long, and again, you can play well. Let's say a match is 20 minutes long. You can play well for 17 minutes of those 20, and those last three can cost you if the enemy team gets given a dominator. 
And it's just kind of unclear under what circumstances you get a Dominator or under what circumstances certain players get the Dominator. Because it's not necessarily that, like, oh, just each player on the team gets a Dominator that they can use. It's it's rewarded almost at an RNG rate of just a random player on a random team gets it. And, you know, Matt, we talk about how the enemy team we feel gets rewarded every time we're winning. They get rewarded. Every time we were losing, I never felt like we got rewarded. Yeah, me neither. I felt like consistently if we were winning, we were not being we were not being rewarded for playing well, and when we were losing, we were not being given that extra edge of having a dominator to get back into the game. In fact, almost every time we were losing, it felt like the enemy team was getting one right off the bat, and before we know it, there's I think four objectives in the final mission. We'd be on objective 2 and they'd be starting objective 4. Yeah, and it's like, well, we we might as well leave the damn game, and that's frustrating. Like, I, I don't think that that is that's that's good balance. I feel like that's a big issue. I don't want to stay on that the whole time. I do have a few other issues. For one, character creation is is very very shallow. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think there's a lot there. I don't. I think it's very 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 shallow. Um, I don't think that the story is all there that much. I think that... And the problem is, to progress the story, you have to just play online games. It's kind of like Titanfall, the original Titanfall, where like the campaign was just online matches, and there was maybe some storytelling in between and after each match. But there's not like just a straight-up single-player mode. Now, as you progress further, you unlock more modes, and that you start to have a little bit of variety. Like, Matt, what was that one mode you've been telling me about where you just you and three teammates just go up against a bunch of dinosaurs? Well, actually, what it was is you played a certain amount of missions, whether it be PvE or PvP, and then you get to a point where you basically are... Actually, you and the team, so it is a 10 versus 1. This is where it kind of becomes PvE. So... Yes. Um, What's really cool about that is it kind of just happened unexpectedly. Like, you got a cutscene before the mission started, and then we were teleported into this room, and this... Um, don't know much of the story at the moment, because there's still so much there there that's missing. Um, but what was really cool is he basically... This enemy summoned a what was called, like, a toxic T-Rex. And this was, like, a... Think of it like a raid, where you have, like, a bunch of people going up against one boss, and you're just doing as much damage to him but you have a limited number of respawns. So we were given 20. So that's 10 people with 20 respawns. So you have to be very careful. And the, the dinosaur had like all these different moves, like this giant move pool where one was almost like an instant annihilation. He would flood the floor with toxic uh, waste and you'd have to get up on these uh, platforms that would raise up. It was hectic and was really cool because it was a teamwork based uh, mode and everybody was healing each other like it was great and i'd like to see more of that like that's what would keep me coming back to a game like this yeah i i think that you know early on maybe the lack of content is maybe a little bit of a negative it feels like there's only one or two modes really and again the campaign it's not really a story mode it's more or less just that multiplayer campaign that titanfall had but I think that as you play more, I like that the game starts to reward you a little bit and starts to give you a few more modes. I, I think that's a good thing. I think that gives you incentive to keep playing. Now, it is frustrating when, you know, again, you lose as many times as we've lost. Like, Matt, to be honest with you, I couldn't, I think I lost track. 
I think we won maybe one time in like the 15, 20 games that we've played together. I don't think we've won that many times. It's something like that. Yeah. Like I think that that's kind of, that that kind of is kind of a turnoff because it's not really clear. Like we know what we have to do to win, but we're unclear on like how exactly to get there. Cause there have been plenty of times where I think, Oh man, man, we we're, we're playing really efficient. We're, we're finishing these objectives fast. We've really got everything streamlined in terms of team composition and all that. We're doing really, really good. And then we lose, and it's like, well, it feels like for three-fourths of that match, we did great, and the one-fourth of it we didn't do great. We got punished, like, way too harshly for. Now, I want to give the game a lot of credit because I really like the different playable mechs. I love those. I think those are great. Yes. Uh, I know I've I've been maining Roadblock, which is kind of like for Overwatch fans, they're kind of like Reinhardt in this game. Mm-hmm. He, he's kind of a uh, kind of that shield. He's got that big shield, and uh, he's he's got a lot of health, and he can he can output good damage. But your main goal is you're trying to block heavier dinosaurs, your Triceratops, your Ankylosaurus, your Carnotaurus. You're trying to block them so that your teammates can get damage on them. And again, I like that. And I know that you've been running a lot of support and assault. Who are some yes. characters and who are some mechs that have stuck out for you? Um, so the one you start off with, Deadeye, he's very efficient um, in the assault class. He's also just uh, the main character that you'll be playing as most of the time. Um, he's very good at clearing the, the room like if a bunch of raptors are piling up around your uh, your team. He has like this missile assault where he can just shoot them off and then, you know, blows up. You can probably get about 25 to 30 kills on those raptors. Um Basically, there's laser that he can shoot off into the air or any direction you're pointing at. I definitely use those against the pterodons. Uh, if, I don't know if I said that right. I used to call them pterodactyls, but apparently that's not what they're called. Um, the support class, I actually have one that I do really like. Um, I can't remember. I think it's Witch Doctor. Yeah, the, Witch Doctor. He's the base support. I've been upgrading him quite a bit because he's got a mass field um, for healing. And on top of that, I do like his shocking, uh, basically think of it like a giant taser. Uh, when a bunch of dinosaurs accumulate, you can basically just do that. Also, it's great for getting aerial enemies out of, all, out of the sky onto the ground for your uh, more ground-based uh, teammates to uh, annihilate them. Um, I haven't played much of the tank class outside of Roadblock like you have. But I've seen you play a couple of the other ones, and I do want to try out more of them since there's so many. Um, there are a couple that are locked out behind either paywall or a leveling up system. I actually unlocked a support character at level 20 not long ago. Um, this one's actually really cool because she's able to like project a uh, hologram, which will distract enemies. Um, she also has like her guns can flip between doing damage or doing healing. So it's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like being Ana in Overwatch, where you can switch between doing damage to enemies, or if you're shooting at a uh, at a teammate, you're healing them. So there, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, I think that another one that I played was Krieger. Krieger was one mm-hmm. that I really liked, mainly because, you know, Roadblock feels like that more defense-oriented character. And I feel like in the tank class, especially amongst, you know, tanks that are available to you pretty pretty early in the game... Uh, Krieger is a really good offensive one. He's a really good offensive character. I think we tried running that a little bit to see if we could complete objectives a little bit faster. And it felt like it worked for a while because he's got his minigun. His his ultimate ability is really, really cool. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I like that, you know, you can essentially target 
a specific enemy and you can just deal a ton of damage really really quickly to them uh it speeds up all of your cooldowns that's really really cool i feel like they got the variety of gameplay and the variety of mechs that you can play as right and i feel like that's also enhanced by the fact matt that you can upgrade them with the cores the rigs and modules i feel like there's a lot of of really really cool different ways to play here and like you know with roadblock for example i prioritize you know getting a little bit of health back when my health goes under a certain percent i prioritized giving my shield a little bit more uh hp or i guess making my shield giving it kind of more energy so it takes a little bit longer for it to just go away completely um i, I like that there's things like that that kind of change up they can change up how a character plays you know i'm using a cannon on roadblock but if I wanted to do something else, I'm pretty sure I could give him a jetpack if I wanted to, and that just seems kind of busted with Roadblock. That doesn't seem fair at all. But but I feel like when you look at these mechs, that's the star of the show, because especially early on, you're introduced to, um, what was it, Dead dead Shot or Dead dead Aim? Uh, dead Eye. Dead Eye. Dead Eye is, is Dead Something. But <laughs> you're introduced to him and like, or to, to it, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a cool offensive one. It's pretty basic. You can throw out a small uh, wall to take cover behind. You know, it's, it's, he's got an assault rifle. Uh, he's got missiles that he can fire out and lock onto people. Like, that, like it's cool, but it's kind of basic. I like how when you start to dive into more of the other mechs, there's a lot more complexity to them. I like yeah. that. And I feel like, also, the designs of the mechs are really cool as well, Matt. Visually, they're really, really cool to look at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did a phenomenal job on this uh, exosuit skin. It's like, even even the skins that you can unlock for the characters are really cool, too. Like, they each have, like, just their own personality. Like, one's basically a flaming skull head, thing like, you know, Ghost Rider. Uh, there's another one that is very, uh, that looks a lot like a samurai. And there's one that is in the support class that looks like kind of a, a wizard. But yeah, they they did a fantastic job on the designs, and it's like makes you want to play them, and you know, kind of see how they work compared to your other ones. Except you know, if when you're starting a new one, you know, you're not going to have your buffs and all of that stuff. And I did want to point out that personally, I kind of feel like this game does type heavy tending tendency of being a play to win, because with in game currency, the Bitcoin. You're able to buy all these upgrades, and there's just people who are going to spend money to get these upgrades and, you know, level them up as high as they possibly can. And so, the, upgrades, the upgrades can mm -hmm. be pretty OP if they you put them into the, right, mm -hmm. into the right modules and stuff. They absolutely yep. can be. They can be very detrimental. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that one thing I would like to see over this game's lifespan, and I hope, I hope we see this, I hope that it gets support. That's the main thing. I hope that it gets consistent support because I, I, I really do I really do think this there's a really good, a really damn good game in there. I think that this I would right now probably sit around a seven out of ten. Unfortunately, I'm gonna go with the IGN cop out and go seven out of ten. Um but I really feel like if they could clean up the balancing and if they could, you know, add a little bit more variety, add just a couple more modes, maybe at some point, patch in just a short campaign that's an actual campaign and not just you playing multiplayer, you know, matches over and over. I feel like there's a really, really good game here. A really damn good game. And again, for Xbox on Game Pass, specifically because that's where we played it, for the Game Pass selection, that's a step in the right direction. 
I don't know that I would pay 60 or 70 for this game, but I think that playing this for free through Game Pass, I think that's a big win for Microsoft that they were able to get this game onto Game Pass and then kind of, again, just put something new and fresh out there yeah, immediately. Right. I, think, I think that's a good win for them. And I, I would really love, I'd love to see more mechs added. I mm-hmm. would like to see the micro transactions, but I know it'll never happen. It'll never happen. I would like to see that toned down just a little bit and made not as pay to win. Or yeah. if you're going to lead them in there, reward players that are playing and are not buying it, reward them by giving them a few more Bitcoins. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Reward them a little bit more, Matt. What would you like to see this game improve on? Um, I definitely want to touch upon uh, seeing more exosuits introduced. Um, I definitely want there to be more modes, not just necessarily what we are playing right now, because it does kind of get um, a little of a dry spell because you're just constantly doing the same things over and over again. Um, we haven't seen all of the dinosaurs yet, but I think what would be really cool is if, since we are in a futuristic setting in the story, I think like mech dinosaurs, not just you know prehistoric dinosaurs, but let's, like, man, give them la- cool. let's give them lasers and same things like that. Like, um, but I definitely this game will be getting quite a bit of support. Capcom is apparently very happy with the results of the game. Uh, I think they reported that they have roughly about a million players. At one time, I don't know how it is now because games like this you have to support to keep people coming back. Yeah, I think that to keep a player base like this, you've got to add more content. And the good news is, I personally think they will do that. I personally see this game getting supported. Like, you know, we I, I said that I was skeptical of Crash Team Rumble getting support, and it's gotten pretty good support so far. There's an actual plan for that game. I see that same thing happening here, hopefully that more modes are added, more mechs are added, maybe more more you know game modes and more maybe more of a campaign is added in later if there's enough support for it. I really do hope this game gets a lot of support cuz I think there's a great game in there somewhere. It's good right now and if you're looking for a new multiplayer player game to play with your friends, I feel like this is a good this is a good way to kind of scratch that itch, especially if you're on Xbox and you have Game Pass, if you're on PC and you have Game Pass like this is a good way to scratch that itch so that is going to wrap up our review of exo primal that'll wrap up this episode of side mission be sure to follow us on twitter at side mission pod you can also check us out on facebook at side mission podcast for kyle in the producer's chair for matt i'm rusty thanks for listening